This is Craig Coffey, the Flagler County Administrator, talking with us about their beach renourishment project along the length of Flagler County. So, well, thank you, thank you for having me. It's great to it's uh, we love talking about it, and it's an exciting project for us. I guess it is. What? Tell me about the um, what you're doing. Well, we are doing a 11 mile uh, dune restoration project north of Flagler Beach, and we're doing a separate project within Flagler Beach, north and south of the pier, and that's about a mile long project. And we're doing that in conjunction with the city of Flagler Beach. But what we're doing in total is about a 25 to 28 million dollar project, and we're hauling sand in, and in some cases we're creating dunes where dunes were completely. Uh, done away with by the ocean in other areas where we have huge bluffs and we're putting dunes in and kind of stabilizing the dunes um, all to try and protect property and create sea turtle habitat and and really to to improve the overall beach uh, that we have there wonderful what was your biggest challenge in getting this project started and getting it off the ground well, we had a lot of challenges, but the biggest one I would have to probably point to would be the monetary situation of how to make it all work. And we had certain areas where only FEMA wanted to play or participate. We had areas that uh, DEP was comfortable in, and then we had to match all that. And so to match that, we used uh, tourism tax dollars. We actually had to increase it a penny uh, uh one percent we we did that and that generated about half a million more a year to apply to that and then we actually had some areas that we felt okay we're at our max limit and we went out and got private contributions a little over four million dollars for about a four to five mile section of our beach we actually did a, uh, a project with three HOAs. Again, it spanned a total of 4.3 miles, and they're providing $4 million. Individual homeowners, we didn't do as much other than a seawall project we did for 19 homeowners, and they each paid for their own seawalls. Uh, we just helped organize them, and that was a little over $70,000 a seawall approximately, and with financing and everything over 15 years, it's, it's over $100,000 per property owner. But their property owner is protected and their house is not falling in the ocean. We came very close to losing probably about six to eight houses. So then, then in addition to working with the homeowners on funding, funding, I believe you had to go out and get conservation easements or yeah. um, some kind of access easements. Tell me about yeah. that. Yes, we had uh, approximately 219 um, easements, construction easements, that we needed to get in order to place the dunes on the property. And I'm happy to report we have a great community. We actually uh, received probably about 212, I believe, and we're still, we still get some, homeowners are located all over the world in our county, so we're still tracking down a few. And, and, but uh, to get 212 out of 218, I think we uh, floored DEP, and, and they were amazed at our level of participation and just the, the community mindedness of our of our residents and and it's uh, kind of brought everyone together and um, so it's been very exciting. We um, when it when it came up for construction and you were and you were doing the bidding, I I think that you decided at some point in that process that that it would be more cost effective for the county to hire its own staff and complete this project. Can you tell us about that? 
Uh, yes, we we uh, when we first went out to bid, it uh, prices came in forty to fifty dollars, forty five to fifty five dollars a cubic yard, and we tried a variety of options to bring that price down. We tried to do uh, value engineering, which helped a little. We tried to actually even we looked at buying land and developing our own sand. Sand was the big issue, and it still is today. And um, so we decided we couldn't do those things in a timely manner to get ahead of this hurricane season or to effectuate this hurricane season. So what we what we did is said, well, how else could we lower it? So we decided that we could bring our own forces in, and we've got veteran um, bulldozer operators and front and loader uh, folks and, and uh, track hoe operators and dump truck drivers, and we're basically building a road, almost a dune, on the beach, and, and we actually are going to save about $10 a cubic yard um, overall and allow us to actually put more sand uh, versus having to put a substandard uh, protection of any kind on the beach. What makes sand such a challenge? Where are you getting the sand from? We're getting the sand about an hour uh, away from our site, and we're getting it close to Gainesville. Um, and the reason it's such a challenge is there are strict requirements of the sand you put on the beach. And our our supplier is actually a mining company, Vulcan, um, uh, the products is. And they actually mix a couple different sand um, types to, to get to get the type of sand we need. And they mix that to get the right density and particle size, and they sift it, and it's really a refined product. So so it's good for sea turtles, good for people, and it blends in with the natural environment. It's not something very foreign that you, that you create an environmental problem by trying to do something good for the beach. You create some other problems. So it's, it's been, a, it's been a very warmly received, and, and um, it seems to be working out well. But it's not the traditional sort of quote-unquote red sand people fam- are familiar with along Flagler County beaches. Uh, correct. We're we're known for coquina sand, uh, which is generally a giant, a bigger particle size, and, and people either love it or hate it. Uh, we've noticed over the last five to ten years all kinds of other sands migrating onto our beach, though. We have a very fine white sand we're getting from the north. We've had a lot of sand brought in by DEP and the county and homeowners on other projects. And so we have a whole blend. Our, our number one sand primary, though, is still coquina. But I think you would argue that our beach is, is a blend of sand. Let's talk about sea turtles for a moment. Since you're going to be doing the construction straight through this summer, what kinds of extra steps are you required to do to protect sea turtles? Well, and you asked about what were some of the challenges, and I think I gave you my best one, which was money, but sea turtles would be a close second. And sea turtles, uh, we permit. So we went out and got an Army Corps permit, and that allows us to work during sea turtle season. So with that permit comes all kinds of rules, and uh, we have the sea turtle patrol that we've hired, and they will patrol the beach every day, mark the sea turtle nests, and then there's all kinds of requirements in our construction zone. So if they're in there, we have to relocate them to some of the dunes we've already completed. If they're coming up to an area, we may have to wait for them to hatch out and work around it, uh, but we definitely can't interrupt them or um, any way disturb the nests, and, and there's all kinds of rules that go along with that. But we also have a consultant in the Sea Turtle Patrol. We've hired them both to help us through that process, and, of course, we're learning a lot, but they're, uh, they're going to help us out a lot. We, we, we're, uh, we're looking forward to working with them to, to make sure we have a good Sea Turtle crop because we really lost them the last two years Dune situation. Now we're actually creating these dunes that will give uh, sea turtles a safe place to uh, build a nest and hatch out. So yeah. what kind of response are you getting from the residents? 
Uh, we've had tremendous response. Uh, we've had uh, basically the residents um, are so thankful. They're thanking our commissioners every time they see them. They're uh, asking for signs. They're excited about mats to protect the dunes. So we're working on that. And um, they're they're policing uh, people that are affecting the dunes and trying to educate people because we have a lot of tourists. And it's great. And they're just trying to say, hey, we need that for our protection. We need that for our turtles. And, and again, this whole process, I think, has brought a lot of the community together and realized the importance of the beach and the turtles and the whole everything together. And, and they've uh, embraced uh, our staff and embraced the, the process we're using. And I, I can't tell you that I've received more than a, a complaint or two here or there. Um, and they're and they're just being patient. And as as we get to them, we're about 25% done uh, right now. So. Got got a little bit of a road ahead, but we're, we're they're they're watching us every day. <laughs> and what happens if there's a hurricane this summer? Well, that's the million dollar question. Uh, we've uh, we're taking odds in Vegas right now that we're not going to get hit with a hurricane, but um, we hope we don't. But if we do, um, and we lose everything we just did, we are going to be thankful for the residents that we were at least able to protect or minimize the damage to their property and and to our facilities and the public um we're we're um it's a tough situation this is about the best solution that we can get permitted in a timely manner and we think it's the most environmental solution and we hope it's uh over time the dune grows through natural growth of vegetation and and sand and we've seen storms take it out and we've seen storms bring back feet of sand at a time and long term what's the picture what do you see long term for the beaches of flagler county well long term we've we've uh we've had some residents kind of look at this issue and they've been making presentations and and there's been an erosion process over the last 50 years of our dunes and so they've been slowly the slope and the height of the dunes and the diminishment has been slowly uh accreting into the ocean and so the long-term prognosis is the ocean's going to do what the ocean's going to do, and we're going to have some challenges ahead. So um, as much as we like to think this is a one-and-done project, um, the residents and, and my board are saying we're going to have to think longer term on this and really think of an ongoing systemic beach renourishment program, a hardening program of facilities and structures, not only for public but private. And so it's, it's making us look at things a little bit different for the long term.